You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, welcome to this extra special ENM episode on typing Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movies, especially Sleepless in Seattle. And also notably, we are mentioning a little teensy bit of Joe versus the volcano, but also you've got mail as a quick review. So we are so excited you're getting to do this with us. Grab your fun, your drinks, your tea, whatever you're having. Notice that subliminal message for tea. Um, But definitely your coffee, your lemonade, whatever it is, whether you're summering or wintering with us, we are grateful. You are on the journey. I am so excited. My daughter, Hannah, recently graduated, gets to type with us today. Hannah is a complete expert on Sleepless in Seattle. I'm going to let her lead there because she literally watches that through taking all kinds of journeys physically, even through her studies. She has this one and is on point. So we are going to have so much fun together. I'm sure you have your thoughts too about the vote. So we're also going to do a fun Instagram story where we ask you your votes too. So make sure to hop over at Enneagram and Marriage. And if you're listening live Wednesday, May 17th, we are definitely going to be putting something up there too. Otherwise, you can still DM us your wonderful guesses because we love hearing who you think these characters are. And the winner will get a glow guide. So we're grateful and excited to share our fun pairing journeys as we think about all the different types together in relationships together today. So, okay, I'm going to bring Hannah on. Okay, thank you, Hannah, so much for joining us today. So happy to be here. These are my favorite movies, Sleepless in Seattle and also anything with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Like, (laughs) you've been a little bit of Joe versus the Volcano. I just love their chemistry and I'm so excited to get to chat. Oh my gosh. Well, I know if our listeners like it anywhere near as much as we do, they will be just geeking out with us as we get to explore these characters. I'm sure you guys are thinking about when you get a chance to watch these movies again. Maybe you even previewed them before we got on today, Uh, but definitely want to check with you about what you are having while you listen. And one thing that I'm having is I'm chatting with my chai tea decaf with stevia and oat milk. Lately, I've been getting sometimes the decaf oat milk latte at Starbucks, and it's been so good. And this is just my chai version at home. What about you, Hannah? Good. I just had some tea. I don't know what kind it was because you made it for me. <laughs> it was also decaf. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's really good. And I also just ate a cookie because I know we're recording this morning, but you know what? I'm such a sweet tooth and I saw them on the counter and you know when you get up and there's like leftovers from the day before and you're like, I just, I can't help myself. Like it's there. It's literally asking for me to eat it. Okay. So yeah, I just ate one of those. Um, Oh, that's fun. And she also has a seven in her tri-type and I should have explained that. That's why I didn't (laughs) give her anything with caffeine in the morning. (laughs) 
I was like, she has enough energy. I will be, yes, you can already tell. I'm so excited about this chat and um, you guys are going to be like, this girl's a nerd about this, but I am proudly a nerd about this. So yes, all good, all good, right? Oh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is we would love for you to get a chance to preview with us about Sleepless in Seattle, just so that those who have not seen it in literally over 20 years would be able to pick back up with us on exactly what the movie's about. Just a couple sentences about it, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the movie starts off where you see, if you if you haven't seen it, then it's this kind of basic summary. It's just basically about this man named Sam and his son Jonah, who are grieving because they just lost um, Jonah's mother, and I believe her name is Maggie. And um, she was so, like, sweet and very, like, nine-ish. Um, so they're having that missing in their life. And flashback, I think it's flash forward to like a year later and Jonah is missing a mother figure in his life. So he rings up this um, radio show and it's with Dr. Marsha Fieldstone and she likes to be called specifically Dr. Marsha, you'll recall from the movie. Um, so he calls them up and he's like, I need a mom and it's Christmas time, of course. It's like the quintessential romance rom-com time. Um, he's like, my dad needs a new wife and um, I need a new mom and I think he should put himself out there. And so Dr. Marsha is very nosy and she's like, put your dad on the phone and we're going to have him talk about this in front of everyone. So I'm going to sum it up a little quicker, but basically he gets on the phone and he starts talking about his wife and how much he loved her and everyone listening, um, everyone listening to the radio around the world is like gushing over this beautiful speech that's so like raw and sweet that he makes about his wife. So of course, that's when our other a female star, Annie Reed, comes in and she's listening on her drive. She just left a wonderful dinner party celebrating her engagement with her um, fiance, Walter, and she's living this really simple, happy life, but something's missing. You can tell there's no magic. So that's when she hears about this radio show and hears this man's voice and she can't help but also fall in love with it. So that's where we are in the movie. Mm, I love that you really have such eloquence when you talk about this movie. It's like in and through you. (laughs) It really is. I know it so well. Um, So then, yes. So as the movie goes on, basically, she and her friends are kind of like, oh, should we write him a letter? Like, I don't know. And the whole time um, you see the dad and Jonah, you know, Sam and Jonah, trying to find someone. And so he dates around a little bit and he meets this girl, Victoria, who we'll talk about. And it seems like they've both got these good relationships going for them. But as the movie goes on, Annie does have her friend Becky send a letter, which then Jonah, the son, sees. And he's like, oh, dad, this girl sounds great. Let's fly out. And she's living in Baltimore and they're living in Seattle. So it's like they are not even close by. Right. And on the radio, when we hear this special sweet story from Tom Hanks about how he misses his wife and all the women are getting pulled in from all over the world to hear him and she's drawn into Meg Ryan, we get the sense that he's resigned and he's saying, hey, I don't think I'll ever really find my true love. I'll settle. 
I don't even know if it exists and I just need to move on. And and so you have this as an overlay, the cultural overlay as women are rising up and being empowered. And he's like, I haven't dated in a while. And I think he's not really expecting this magic to happen. So let's talk about what types we think each of them are. And we'll list a couple of side characters that we previewed as well. Um, but Hannah, wow, let's go for it. What do you think of Meg Ryan in this movie? We know she's archetypally labeled as a six by most people, but do you see that coming out? And do you see other pieces of her personality coming out also? Yes. Okay. I am a four, if you guys know me. And so I like to be unique and original with my ideas. But <laughs> I have to say here, I'm going with what culture says. Meg Ryan is such a six through and through. And it's mm. interesting to see this crossover into her other movies. Like, You've Got Mail. Um, she is very, like, slightly, like, neurotic. She's a thinking type. She is super loyal. Like, even when she wasn't sure if her love was real with characters like Walter and, um, Frank Navasky, like, in the other movie, like, she was loyal to them and she wanted to make their love work. But, you know, being a six also, she had all these thoughts and things to process. And I think that's just, uh, interesting to see as her character, goes from film to film. Mm, I like how you're really saying like, even if I want to be original and unique here, um, the classic, the realness of her as a six, it jumps out at you. And I think that's very true because she's trying to be logical. She's like, I don't want to have magical thinking. Like thinking types don't want to think like that. Um, right, right. The spontaneity <laughs> is like, no, no. <laughs> right. And it's like, even if there's a seven wing, which there apparently is here for her to be making some risks to lean into the magic, um, there's always going to be, and what she's typically classified at is a six wing five as a person. So I think that that's really like where we have to see like this is a big stretch even for her. A lot of times people see women as more romantic, but not this character. She has her life planned out, mapped out. She has her Bill Pullman. I know we talked about him in Sleepless in Seattle before on Amy Wick's episode. Uh, he's always a classic 80s, 90s actor that we enjoy. Um, but but he's also, I think, very six-like in the sense that they are uh, really neurotic together. And, and of course, that's a cute pairing. But I think that in the, this case, it isn't the pairing that makes the magic happen. Right. I love that. that you're making some really good points. That I'm just like, yes, yes, the whole time <laughs> listening to her. Because, um, you know, in the film, actually, I was refreshing on it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was just enjoying watching it. But um, <laughs> As usual. <laughs> yes. But she was like, I don't need surprises. She's like, you know what? Surprises are so overrated in a relationship. Ours is perfect. And we're all just thinking, like, something is missing. And it's, like, hard to watch you guys try to work it out. And they're both not really saying much. But he's like, I can see some distance. And I think that it's even going a little bit into her nine of just wanting the peace. Mm -hmm. and um, Him too, yeah. Him as well, yes. And so ultimately they're a really sweet couple. They're just not meant to be and there's even a funny line in the movie um i think it's in the letter that jonah responds to annie with he's like we'll see if we're mfeo like meant for each other and she's like okay this is like cute but it's obviously <laughs> a kid writing so anyways yeah i think that's so interesting 
I love that line and how we have these little romances on the sides and that's one of them. And you also see Tom Hanks's real wife, Rita Wilson, on the side, which is always fun to see her make cameos in his movies and they're still together and that's so cute. But I love that you are reminding us of the nine threads, Hannah, because I do think you're right that uh, for those listening out there who are typing as nines for either of those characters, I think we understand that because we see that nine part of them. And if you know the Enneagram, you know that six and nine have a lot of commonalities and arrows to each other. So you see the nine, you're like, okay, are they asleep to what's really happening here? Now let's remind everybody here though, that this is not a middle marriage relationship. This is somebody who's newly engaged and you know, you're hoping that they have something to pull from and there's really not much. And so you start to feel like it's flat and you also see Meg Ryan's best friend, Rosie O'Donnell. And she's like, uh, yeah, when you talk about him, your eyes don't light up. There's no joy. And you can tell Rosie O'Donnell is very bored by the thought of her best friend being with somebody who is that lackluster. So what do we think about Tom Hanks, Hannah? I'm going to let you take it away for your thoughts on what type he is in this movie. Yes. Okay. So this, I feel like is tricky because Tom Hanks could either be a six like Meg Ryan or he is also very nine-ish. And so we had some different thoughts. And I'm so interested to see what you guys think. Again, leave it an Instagram, DM, whatever. But we're so curious because as a six, and I think even as an actor, he pulls this in just like Meg does. But we also see him as such a thinking type. He is logical, especially as a businessman. He goes into his five he has that tri-type of the uh, three, six, nine, where we see him a little bit competitive, a little bit deceitful even um, in an unhealthy way. Not really, mm-hmm. but in You've Got Mail when he's like, oh, uh, I'm just Joe. And she's like, just call me Joe. Like, what? Like, you're not going to tell me your last name because he didn't want to share that he was Joe Fox from Fox Books. So mm-hmm. you guys need to rewatch the movies if you haven't in a while and catch up on that. But And we see that also cross over a little bit into the other movie, Sleepless in Seattle. Um, again, he is going into his nine where he's like, I'm peaceful not having a really strong romance in my life after my wife has died I'm kind of still grieving and his friends are encouraging him like no get back out there and he's like you know I'm I'm content and I see a lot of nine and a lot of nine strength in that um as he's coming more awake he's not allowing himself to get slothful which he could of course and um I see that even especially in Joe versus the volcano. Mm-hmm. We noticed that because yeah. we're not experts on that movie. I am not an expert. I've yeah. only watched it once. Me too. But I could just see his nine there very clearly. <laughs> it's very clear. He was very unhealthy slothful. nine in that movie. Yes, unhealthy at the beginning, but then he sees the um zest of life and he goes on this adventure and becomes more awake. So that's kind of cool to talk about. Yeah, it is. And in that movie, he needs a bit more six to question some of this. You know, in that movie, there's like, oh, you're going to be dead and you might as well enjoy life. And right, so he starts right. to wake up. But um, but I think that back to Sleepless, that he is really uh, well typed with, I think you're capitalizing on, yes, his typical six overlay, but with the five here with that wing, as well as the nine. I think we see a lot of those features in Sleepless yeah, in Seattle. And that three arrow. And the stoicism of that five and nine. And, and I'm glad. And yes, 
Yes. And he's an architect in this movie. And he's able to say like, yes, I want to date. I have that heart of love in my three space, but I'm also willing to just do what I need to do. And it doesn't have to be all romance. I had that once and I'm just going to allow myself to grieve, but also sleep to things. Uh, and, and yet I'm laughing as I say that because the title is sleep less in Seattle. So even though he seems to be sleeping to things in the day and putting it all away, just as we know with nine, sometimes there's a lot under the surface. And so I think that's the interesting part. Your brain is trying to figure things out at night and he can't sleep. Um, so it's really, he is tossing and turning. And even when he tries to date, he is not fully satisfied. Um, I do think the woman he dates is awesome. Her name is Victoria. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about Victoria, Hannah. Oh, Victoria is so sweet. She's like, a, um, we think she, she's a sexual too. And she really wants to, you can tell she has liked him for a long time. And she loves Jonah and wants to be part of their family. But ultimately, again, there is not that magic. And that's the word that they use throughout the movie too, is it? Mm. There was magic with his past wife and he doesn't think there could be magic again. So he's willing to settle for Victoria, who is wonderful, but you know, she's got this silly laugh, which is cute. And, but you know, Jonah does not like her and Sam likes her, but does not love her. Mm. So, um, I think ultimately across all the films, I think it is so fascinating that there seems to be this overlaying theme of do not settle. Mm. And we see that with, and you've got male also, like he's with Patricia, who's like a seven. She's Mm -hmm. really fun, but a little bit, um, just worldly and that she doesn't really have deep love mm-hmm. and Kathleen Kelly who is played by Meg Ryan also feels the same for her um sp- not spouse but like boyfriend Frank Navasky and um they both just and we see this in Sleepless in Seattle too they both just don't have a real love for each other mm. and I love how they're both coming awake into saying we're going to fight for more than this. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so well said, Hannah. And I do think that with us both having a four in our tri-type, we like to fight for that. And of course, I know the statistics that you don't have to have always perfect chemistry. And I know our listeners know this, but I think it's really important that we understand you can be attracted to lots of different people, but at the beginning of a relationship, chemistry is very important. And I think chemistry all through a relationship is important and making it happen and finding where you have these through lines. And I just don't think there's enough at the beginning of either of those relationships for them to really have much hope. It's like those will be early divorces or very sad marriages, one or the other. So it's fun for us to get to see Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks pulling towards each other. Um, But what I also love is that you're transitioning us into You've Got Mail um, because I think that we really see the beauty of of Tom Hanks falling from his uh, more stoic personality types into this romantic guy. So it's really cute to see that. Um, Now, I have an unusual view for Meg Ryan's type in um, this because I'm not going to say she's just a six here. But first, I want to give a little preview of the movie. If you haven't seen, and we've talked to you, have got mail here before, but super briefly, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a while, Meg Ryan is a small bookshop owner. And then Tom Hanks comes in with, as Hannah said, Fox Books. And he's going to take over this whole corner of Manhattan in this borough. And she is furious and she starts to think he's a decent guy. 
guy until she finds out who he is, this mogul who's coming in to threaten her small space and her very, you know, this eclectic little unique corner of the world. So once she hears that about him, that he doesn't seem to have ethics, I think that she's really turned off. And yet there's a chemistry, there's a pull, and it's that opposites attract pull that I think I understood and had with my husband um, that really helps me to like this movie a lot because sometimes you can't really explain it. And once again, Hannah, we come back to the concept of magic. Um, And you might want to add a little bit more to the movie premise, but that's the basic bit, right? Yes, that's exactly it. And basically, through the movie, they're both writing, they're emailing people, and that's where the saying, you've got mail comes from, is because that's the little phrase that will happen when you turn on your computer and you get an email. I guess it's an old computer thing. <laughs> it is. It's I'm, AOL. Yeah. Um, but when I was your age, it was yeah. coming out. <laughs> um, so it's funny. So they've been writing each other and they're just falling in love over their emails and in real life, they are total enemies. So it's the whole time you're like wanting them to meet each other and know. And then halfway through the movie, Tom Hanks, who is Joe Fox, finds out that it's her. And he's like, you know what? I always was attracted to her. (laughs) And now I know that I like her personality too through our emails, but in real life we're enemies. So how can I make her fall in love with me? Mm. So that's the kind of other side to the story also. Right. And we know it's from our absolute favorite classic author that this whole movie was built off of Jane Austen for Pride and Prejudice and the best part is they talk about Pride and Prejudice through it he's like what do you think about that Mr. Darcy and so it's like you know you're Mr. Darcy right so right so it's so cute and I don't know if I type them the exact same as I would the characters in Pride and Prejudice I wouldn't probably but um but I think that there's that thread of we all want this to succeed because we know they're so opposite so I typed Meg as a one wing two in this with the six overlay um, because I I also see her Myers-Briggs and I know there's a lot of value in Myers-Briggs that people talk about Meg Ryan in general and shout out to our friend Rachel from The Collective who uh, has reminded us of how Myers-Briggs can supplement our Enneagram work but um, I, I've read that she's an ENFP, ENFJ, kind of like me, but I don't think so. I think there's much more. I saw somebody say ESFJ, and I thought, you know, if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs or what, if you're not, the details. I think that we do see that in some like Joe versus the Volcano. We see some fun and joyful and, and carefree uh, ENFP parts to her. But I think that in general, um, as you said earlier, Hannah, like she doesn't want to be affiliated with people without last names. She doesn't want to be uh, flippant with her ethics. She goes all the way with that body type justice as she gets mad at Joe and she holds her ethics for what she believes in higher than her romance. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. She is a fighter and you've got mail. She <laughs> fights for her people as her store is closing down. Yes. She cares so much about her little like tribe of people at the bookstore. She um, holds a lot of like rallies and they are always marching around Fox Books like we don't want you and all this stuff and she is a fighter through and through in that movie and I love seeing it and again um, some grieving comes in because she is grieving her mother and who passed away years ago who originally owned the bookstore so we see her and Joe both walking through that in different instances but 
overall, the theme is about their budding romance, and it's cute to see. So I think she even has some eight there with her mm, fighter. In I her, like that. Um, but I can really – I did not even consider One Wing 2. You are so right. She has that energy. She's slightly a perfectionist. She really cares about the good and the justices in the world. So mm-hmm. this is going to be an interesting type. Yes, and uh, also I think that with any type we see – the, the other side of the wing and I think the one wing nine is the true idealist and you see her trying to do that where she's like she's like I love Frank and she's like I love Frank like she's trying to make right. her first boyfriend uh the one she's living with she's like this is this is I want to be good and right here like let me love the man I'm with he's a yeah, fighter he's like a but he's I was just gonna say a thinking type and you can tell that there's this thread of like mm, like he's not really the one for me like and of course we know every type can be with every type but in this case like we said we don't have enough of the opposites attract there's also this just like with her and Bill Pullman there's something that there's this almost were too similar and in both of these movies you get almost that incestuous flair like you're like my brother like I can't do this with you because it's way too comfortable and it's not really chemistry so um, I think we want to hit that phase a little later in a relationship again versus these earliest days um, being just marriages of convenience especially in this modern era where we're not just fighting to survive, but we're looking for quality life. So it's fun for us to see her fledge uh, around trying to figure out how to stay away from the man she really loves, but it, it destiny starts to pull to her. Um, so I'm glad you can understand and appreciate the one wing too. I remember how she's like, why do girls not have the last name? She's like, I'm Kimmy. <laughs> but I would, oh, hi, I'm Kimberly. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. And I was thinking when that happened, I was like, as a seven, I was like, what's the big deal? Like, you don't have to give your last name. And I was also like, also, that's kind of creepy. I don't want people to know everything about me sometimes. So it's so funny. Like, I was laughing when I saw that first for the first time. Yeah, like, (laughs) I was like, uh, I'm okay with the first name thing. But anyway, (laughs) that's so funny. Yes. I just love seeing their romance, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And especially in this movie, too. They're just, you know, he's got that witty, dry humor. He's like a nine kind of. He's got that um, underlaying like strength and it's it's so charming and all the girls just fall head over heels for him in mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle just by his voice. Yes. And um, in this too, you know, there's I think a book out that you guys got me that's called Waiting for Tom Hanks. Yeah. And um, I never finished it, but I just think it's so funny that we all want somebody like him in our life. It's He's like the quintessential romance uh, male. But then Meg Ryan, on the other hand, is so like perky and she's got her wit too, but it's a little bit more, uh, not to be stereotypical, just like a little bit more feminine. She's got more of the like charm to her, mm-hmm. which really keeps their banter going. And mm-hmm. it's just so fun to watch. They're hilarious. It is. And you're reminding me of the two part of that again. Like yeah. she has a lot of two in all of her movies too. Like I don't relate to her all the time in her movies. Like two, six, one, like that might even be her tri-type. I don't get that as much. So sometimes I just love watching her because I'm just enthralled. I'm like, this is a 
very different woman than me and she mystifies men and uh, we're all mystified and taken in by her beauty. Uh, and, I, and I think her as a four, you probably are too because she has a lot of natural beauty. It's just, it's emanating from her. So it's fun for us to get to see her come to life on screen and her witty, like the six overlay always. But um, what did you think about, you said, Tom, you thought in this movie playing Joe Fox, you felt like he had some nine threads. Anything else you saw there? I have a different tri-type for him. And I think that there's still, like you said, always going to be some six and nine overlay with him. So interesting. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. So yes, I still think he's a nine. I think nine wing eight for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. He is also a fighter just like her. And that's what the whole theme of the movie is, is that they are against each other. He is bold and he, I love his jokes about the Godfather and everything. He's so funny. And you can see that he's had this dad who is, um, really has lived a um, wild life and not probably raised him the best. And yet he has turned out to be the successful businessman and he's learning, how can I find real love? And his dad even asked him, he's like, have you ever even had real love in your life before? And I think that maybe as a nine, whatever his type is, he kind of shut that out and mm-hmm. he's learning to find it. So I think he goes to his three a lot, that arrow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we already talked about six, but the three arrow I also strongly see because he strives to be successful and to achieve. Mm-hmm. And he's slightly deceitful that he does not share with mm-hmm. her that he is the person mm-hmm. in the email. <laughs> That's true. And he is very witty. So yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so, I'm like, okay, Hannah, there's a lot here. It's hard for me to type him. I had down 854. Um, at first, oh. I even wanted to put some seven in. <laughs> you sound disappointed. No, eight, eight wing seven, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the five in the sense of the the fact that eight and the five of like taking over, like I could, I don't know in my seven if I could take over somebody else's corner. I don't think I could live with myself to just shut somebody's business down um, with such intention. And I think that um, sometimes an eight and a five can be very practical in that way. Like yes. it's not personal, it's just business. And That's even in the movie, said. she says that. I was thinking the same thing. And so, and I think um, that that's where I kind of got those two. But I did see some seven in that um eight wing, maybe eight wing seven or um, the five going to seven because he has a love for his uh, father's children, his nieces and nephews. Also, like he puts up with a lot and just comes back to joy. Like, you know what? Our family's crazy. We're the the American family quintessentially, even though this little girl is my like aunt or um, sister, even though she's like 20 or 30 years younger than me. Like his father had lots of marriages and there's a lot of complexities. And I think he's just like in that, hey, let's just have fun with who we are. I love kids. Let's have a day. But yet I'm a shark or a sharpshooter when I'm out there in the world making business deals. And then I put the four in the tri-type because I know you always have a special connection to him, as do I. And I thought, I think that's because he has a really big heart underneath that he does have a desire for deep romance. But I put it last because often in his movies, it's hidden. It's this latent desire that he has for something special, but doesn't maybe feel like he can go after that. And in that way, understand you characterizing him as a nine that like maybe he just took so long because he didn't. And he's probably in his early forties in this movie that he never really believed that he was worthy of that. Wow, you're blowing me away. That is such a good analysis. I had not even considered the five and the four being in there. That is so true. He 
waited and there's a line in this movie where she's like I hope your mango's ripe because they were shopping together and he's like I think it is because once he had found out that she was the person on the other end of the emails he starts trying to say okay how can I make her fall in love with me in real life Mm. that way when she does meet this guy online Mm -hmm. she'll find out that it's me and she'll be okay with that and so I don't know what type that would be but he's got some real strength to wait it out he's willing to and he makes this perfect romantic setting where they're at the park and his dog's there and they're Mm -hmm. just in this garden and it's this perfect um meet and it's the best it's the best it's yes, so good it is you guys have to watch it she's smiling as she says it and i know that you made a great point hannah that if melody were here she would say it too it's a slow burn kind of meet cute it's mm-hmm. um it's going to take some time but um I think that the witty banter back and forth is just delicious. And um, I like relationships where there's some arguing. I think it's fun and it's exciting. Not in a crazy kind of a way where it's trauma-based, but just this this sense of like, let's teach each other what we know about the world and let's come around each other's perspectives. And that's really an Enneagram sort of movie in that way that they have to learn how to love each other. But the spark is there. It's just a spark of dissension at first, just like in Pride and Prejudice just like I said with me and your dad sometimes we're right on point but sometimes we have to just work to meet each other's styles and I think it's really exciting and you never get bored um, which is always important to me Um, now really fast before we end I was going to say Greg Kinnear is such a funny side character as is Patricia in the movie do you want to talk about them as far as the side characters Yes, so we talked about it a little bit with Frank, but um, he is, I think, a five, Frank is, um, and he is Kathleen Kelly's boyfriend, and like we said, they're living together, and he is so funny. He's got some funny lines in the movie, like, you are a lone reed, and it's so funny. (laughs) Actually, her name, her last name in the other movie is Annie Reed. So I find that funny funny that they tie in some things like that. And also the boat thing, how she's like, I could never be with someone who has a boat. And then he lives in a houseboat in Sleepless in Seattle and also has a boat. So yeah. Anyways, I'm nerding out. You can hear me. I'm literally like, so, okay. Yeah. I love it. So, um... Frank Damaski, back to him. Um, he is like a five or something, and he's really sweet. He's totally into politics. Um, yeah, that's obsessed. like kind of his five weeks. A lot of fives a are. Bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes into his counterphobe a little, and he really does have a deep heart for her, but it's not love. And mm. he shares that after. He's like, I can't do this. Like, I. I don't have a spark and she's like me either and again we see them saying we were just gonna settle for each other but we're finding more of this and I think that is sweet too that they could have probably had a beautiful love you know Mm. they were obviously happy together Mm. but Mm -hmm. what more there was so Mm -hmm. I think he's a five and um Mm -hmm. I feel like um Patricia who was with Tom Hanks um Joe Fox She's like a seven yes. or something. She's yes. so funny. Oh my gosh. I think she's a uh, three, seven, eight, all three aggressive mm-hmm. types. She is hilarious, but I definitely, Wes and I have that favorite line where I think we've mentioned on this podcast before, Patricia makes coffee, coffee nervous. nervous. <laughs> I think that's me sort of. 
like she better that's why we didn't have caffeine today yes exactly and like sometimes like I don't know about you guys I'm gonna have this little riff for one second here I promise I'm gonna stay close but do you ever feel like the side character of a movie and like sometimes I feel like I'm always that side character like Mrs. Bennett and then her and I'm like it is okay with me that's okay I don't have to be the center but like it cracks me up so um and also I think it I don't know about you guys, but it helps me to see my worst traits. I like learning and growing. So I'm like, okay, like Patricia can be a little bit, you know, off color or too aggressive assertive. And I do think she doesn't have any four. I don't think she has any nine. So it's hard. She doesn't have these softer features. And even if you're a three, seven, eight listening, the cool part is I think that you have that or seven, three, eight or however, but you have this listening where you're like, I'm leaning into these wings more. I'm finding these spaces, these Enneagram spaces. So um, it's not to discount anybody with that tri-type, but but I love how you said Greg Kinnear. Um, And by the way, she's played by Parker Posey, but um, Greg Kinnear, who plays Frank Navasky, yes, I love your five analysis because I see the sexual in him. It's going to be, I feel like he's a sexual five uh, who's looking for love in the ideals. And then I also feel like he's, his wing is sexual four. The emperor has no clothes. I'm going to tell everybody off in my weekly New York Times sort of column. And then also going to the sexual six, the counterphobe, as you said, where he's like, you know, in the movies once and people want quiet during an ad. And he's like, I could, you know, like, how can you need quiet? What does he say? Like, <laughs> there's a hot dog singing or something like that. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, how do you need quiet when it's just a hot dog singing? So I feel like he's like, I have to be true to myself. And being with Kathleen Kelly, who's this wonderful one wing, two woman, is not being true to myself. Um, and yet we see that for her, the true love comes in finding Joe Fox, ironically, this person who she cannot stand. Yes, and that's where the Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennett love mm-hmm. comes in, which has been the greatest romance story of all time, practically. Like, yes. we all know there is something about enemies to lovers mm-hmm. that we are all just gushing over and cannot get enough of. <laughs> yeah, And their banter is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just always bickering about something, and yet <laughs> that is what makes them attracted to each other is they're like you yeah. are not afraid to hurt my feelings mm-hmm. i'm not afraid to hurt yours but i'm head over heels for you you yeah, know and exactly. it's she's enchanting as he says <laughs> yes. in the movie he's like you are you've enchanted me within our first meet mm. and she's feeling very charmed and i feel like he's so nine-ish in the sense that on the outside he's not super um aggressive in his mannerisms toward yeah, her he's patient. so laid back i do think you're and right about that 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 nine when, is in front yeah. yes it's only when they're talking to each other that she sees oh my gosh this guy is amazing mm-hmm. so it's also like recognizing our nines like we love you out there like yes. you guys are amazing we have to hear your voices more and um yeah i love seeing their romance. Oh, that is so beautiful as a way to wrap it up, Hannah, too, because I do think um, when nines are at their best, they can kind of glow with all the colors out there and all of the types out there. I always think of types in terms of colors, but I think that that is such a great way to bring our nines into that fullness to say, like, we see you, we see how you are patient, how you often start as friendship first, and you're willing to do that even when uh, it doesn't feel like you're being heard or you're really known. Um, And I I also want to 
call out like our eights in that way. Like we love that you are bold enough to try even when somebody doesn't find you at first attractive um, because that happens sometimes that eights can come off abrasively and then later people learn the soft heart underneath and that's what he says. He's like, I do have a soft heart underneath even though I can be cutthroat in business. Um, So they teach each other. They love each other. You guys have to check these movies out if you have not seen them in a while, right? Yes, I do. And I am like, I've heard people saying, what if they made a modern day one where it's like, I don't know, DMs or something like texting. And I'm like, no, you cannot Mm. repeat this movie. So Mm. it's been so fun to talk about. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so excited to hear what you all think of their types. Yes. So tell us, like we said, go to Enneagram and Marriage at Instagram, or you can reply to the email when we send one out. We love to just chat with you guys. You guys are so much fun. Thank you for encouraging us to do episodes like this. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Hannah. You are awesome. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.